Hey, it's Clay. Welcome to another episode here of the Money with Clay podcast. And we are talking something that gets me fired up in a both an annoying type of way, but also in an inspirational type of way. And hopefully this can inspire you. Hopefully this can motivate you. And at the core, I'm not saying that you're not able to think critically, but let's just think critically here a little bit. Let's not be puppet strings to the media, puppet strings to certain organizations that try to vilify others, that try to somehow imply that there's something wrong going on or that there's some sort of you know evil evilness out there that's taking advantage of some sort of situation. Because the exact opposite is the, is the truth when you actually think about and think through things critically. So that's kind of the, the, the main goal is let's make sure that we're not puppets of the media. And I'm not saying this from any sort of political viewpoint. I'm just saying it as let's actually think about things in a numbers perspective, you know, from an economics perspective, and let's just apply a little bit of common sense. And when you apply a little common sense, if I'm doing my job right here, then it becomes very apparent, very clear that, yeah, there, there's no evil going on. It's just, well, I mean, that's just the way the numbers work. That's just the way economics work. So from Forbes, this article just came out, and as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, here we go again, because these sort of things are always coming out and it's the typical, the rich get richer, you know? And of course, there's a nice flair right now because it's the rich get richer during a pandemic, during the coronavirus, okay? I mean, and it's just like, oh, okay, so let me guess. Let me just, and before I even open it up, maybe you can guess too. I mean, who do you think, you know, you know what is the name of this, you know, this center, this program that you think would probably be doing some sort of study like this? And you're thinking, well, we'll probably be somebody that's, um, let me just read the name of these companies. So, and I'm not gonna read the entire article uh, to give a shout out to Forbes. At least they give like a bullet point of some of the, the, the key, uh, you know, points for the key, they call them the key facts. But uh, so first one right here, per the report by Americans for Tax Fairness. Here we go again, tax fairness, as in, you know, somebody needing to pay almost 50% other income and taxes, and that is, is, I would argue maybe that's a little unfair. I mean, really, 40, 50%? But anyways, I digress. And the Institute for Policy Study Program for Inequality. Okay, inequality, meaning what? Yes, that, that's, that's how things work, is if I put in more time, if I develop more skills that are, you know, have more market value than what you do, then yes, that's, guess what, there's some inequality there. My time is worth more than your time. Therefore, people are willing to pay me more for my time compared to your time. But guess what? Here's a here's a great thing about that is you can change that situation. You can make your time more valuable. And when you make your time more valuable by increasing your skills, by increasing your knowledge, by maybe just simply increasing your work ethic, maybe just showing up on time for once. You know what? Guess what? People are willing to pay you for your time. Your market value goes up. Because remember, that's what labor is. Labor is you are just selling your co- you're selling your time to somebody else. And the, the more valuable your time becomes, well, then the more people are gonna be willing to pay for it. So yeah, it, it is, there is inequality out there and there will always be inequality. That's just the way things work. Some people choose to watch Netflix and Disney Plus. Other people choose to gain knowledge, go out there, start a side hustle, get some life experience. And those people are creating an unequal situation. But I mean, it, that's kind of the way it is, right? That's that was, that, was the, that was those people's choices. So I, I'm sorry, maybe that makes me bitter. Maybe that makes me like an angry person that I'm all for inequality. But 
let's just talk. I, I get it. Sound bites. Oh, that sounds so mean. You're all for, for inequality. Well, don't you think everybody should be equal? Well, of course I think everybody should be equal, but that's just not how the laws of economics work. If everybody made the same amount of money, then who would be picking up trash? Who would be sweeping floors? Who would be serving you at McDonald's? Nobody, because why would anybody want to be doing that stuff if everybody makes the same exact amount of money, right? Who, who would want to be innovating anything? Amazon won't exist anymore. The next cool technology won't exist anymore. Why? Well, why would people want to innovate? Why would people want to, you know, put anything? I mean, why? Everybody just makes the same amount of money anyways. Yeah, th these utopia societies sound great. I'm all for the sound bites. I'm well aware that these sound bites sound amazing. But like I said, critical thinking. You know, just the, the you know, a classic example. Well, let's raise the minimum wage. Okay, so let's raise the minimum wage. Why are you raising the minimum wage? Well, and let's just take an example I always use as the apple. Well, apples are good for you. We want people to be able to afford an apple. And if we raise the minimum wage, guess what? Those people can afford the apple, which is healthy. Again, you know what? That, that sounds fantastic. The soundbite is beautiful. This thing is so healthy. Let's just make it affordable for everybody to be able to buy this healthy thing. That sounds great. I, I can't argue against the fact that it sounds fantastic. But what are the economics of that? Well, let's just think to some basic economics, supply and demand. If you have a situation where now everybody can afford the apple, well, guess go, what goes, what, what occurs to the supply of that apple? That apple is, supply is gonna go down. And when that goes down, what is gonna occur? Well, well, prices will go up because that's just good old fashioned supply and demand. Those people producing the apple, the, in order to meet and operate and continue to run their business because they're gonna have they're gonna have more people that want it. Well, they're gonna have infrastructure, they're gonna have overhead costs, they're gonna need to hire more people, and, and, and costs are gonna go up. There's only a limited space. I mean, you can't turn the entire country into one big apple orchard. So I mean, there's limited space. So there's literally a limited amount of apples that, that can be produced. So what is that gonna do to apple prices? Well, apple prices are going up. So guess what just happened? Well, now we're back at the same exact area. Well, these apples, the prices went up. Those evil apple orchard farmers, that they raise prices. They're evil. Well, I guess we just need to raise minimum wage again so people can afford that healthy apple. And do you get the cycle? Again, it sounds great, but economics, and I'm not asking, you don't need, when I say critical thinking, this does not mean you have to get out you know, the calculators and start to do some you know, trigonometry and, you know, sprinkling some calculus. No, this is literally basic supply and demand. Critical thinking. You got to be able to think through some of this stuff. So this goes all the way to the name of the article, the net worth of America's 600 plus billionaires has increased by more than 400 billion during the pandemic. First off, that's awesome. So in America, if you live in America, isn't that great to know that, I mean, it's, 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 it's I don't, I don't want to say very possible because, I mean, it's still obviously very difficult, but I mean, we have 600 plus billionaires in this country. Now, if that's not potential, if that's not just an example of, hey, the, the potential is there, I mean, you it can happen. Now, of course, like I said, it's not very easy, but that's a lot. That's a lot of billionaires. That's great. That's awesome. Wow, that, that, I mean, just if you sit there and dream about it. Now, don't dream too much. Eventually, you got to start to take action. But, I mean, that's fantastic that we live in a country where there's, you know, there, there's that many billionaires. 
And it's not like we're, you know, China that has billions of people. I mean, I'm mean, granted, we still have, what is it, 330 million or so. But I mean, I find that fascinating. That's, that's so encouraging. But of course, billionaires has increased by more than 400 billion during the pandemic. So here we go. The rich get richer during a bad time. And of course, it's done by the Americans for Tax Fairness and the Institute for Policy Studies Program for Inequality. Could you imagine if I showed up and like, hey, inequality, that's a good thing. That's gonna happen. Could you imagine they'd probably, they'd probably keel over of a heart. Like, what? You evil, evil scumbag. Did you just say inequality is a good thing? Uh, you know, it's not a good thing per se, but it's a required thing. It's just a fact of life. It's a fact of economics. So let's now kind of think about where we've, you know, what we've gone through, his, historically speaking, as of the past, I, I guess, really month, let's just call it two months, pandemic, all that. And what, what did, I think governments across the world did this, but let's just focus right now on the US. What did the government decide to do? Well, they decided to just literally create money out of thin air. Well, they don't call it the create money out of thin air program. They call it, you know, the stimulus thing, right? Everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people got stimulus checks. I think it was for $1,200. Uh, I don't know if it was per person or not. Regardless, I didn't get one, but uh, the there was stimulus checks that went out there. There was money that was just sent out to people just because, you know, there, there's, uh, you know, people are being forced to stay at home. But the point here being that there is a bunch of money that just entered into, quote unquote, the system, right? Where did this money come from? The printing press. You know, the, the government just sent out money. That's literally what it is. It's the government creating money out of thin air. And I get it. That's a whole nother economic uh, discussion and argument. And there's all sorts of different, you know, economic theories. So I'm not going that part. But like I said, just from a very basic critical thinking point of view, all this money just showed up into the system. So what are people going to do with that money? Well, they're either going to pay off bills they're going to buy some, they're going to buy stuff. They're going to buy food. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to, even if they save it, I mean, maybe some people saved it. I, I very, uh, I, I doubt uh, many people saved it, but in fact, I should have pulled up that article, which was, uh, well, I talked about in last week's episode, how a lot of people are moving into the market, especially young people. But there was a, another article that came out, which basically said that one of the more popular things that people have been doing with their stimulus checks is actually, I love how they call it like securities speculation or something like that. that that's, what, what kind of term is that? They, they invested it into the stock market. They put it into the stock market. So you have all this money that goes in the system. Some people just flat out saved it, put it into you know a bank account. But most people, stock market and buy stuff, right? I mean, or just paid bills. But when you pay a bill, that still does go to a company, right? That still does go to some sort of entity that is owned by somebody. So whether or not it's, it's a necessity that you spent that stimulus on, or it's something where, yeah, I, I just did it just because I have some extra money, I'm gonna go buy something. What do you think that's gonna do to people that own those companies? Are they getting more customers or are they getting less customers? Well, given a bunch of new money just appeared in the system, that money's gotta go somewhere. And when you own certain things, when you have diversified your infrastructure, diversified your portfolio, whether that be of businesses or what have you, well, guess what? It's like a big old net. And the bigger your net is, the more you're gonna be able to capture some of those new little fishies known as the stimulus money, right? And that's what, I, hopefully, when I read who's just gotten richer, you're gonna be like, okay, yeah, that, that perfectly makes sense. I mean, 
I know my wife and I have over the past couple months made this one person richer and good for him. He offers a fantastic service. We love it. So guess who, can you guess? Maybe you can even guess. Who do you think saw the, the greatest wealth increase? If you're saying, well, you know, I don't know the guy's name, but I'm not, I've been doing a lot of shopping on Amazon because it's super nice. It's online. You don't have to go to the store. Not to mention, we, I wasn't even allowed to leave. Uh, but yeah, you buy stuff on Amazon. And even before this, Amazon Prime, it shows up in like two days. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've always shopped on Amazon. Yeah, exactly. Why? Because it's a great service. So of course, yeah, Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon, got much richer. In fact, his, and I laugh because this is awesome. Good for him, man. And his, and CEO, it says from the, the article here, has seen his net worth grow 30.6% in the past two months, boosting it to 147.6 billion. That is amazing. That is good for you, Jeff Bezos. A 30% increase in the past two months. But that makes perfect sense. There's nothing evil going on here. People are stuck at home. People, Amazon's a great product anyways. The, uh, you know, stuff shows up in a couple days. So, it, I mean, should it really be shocking to anybody that can think critically that Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon, got richer? If you're shocked by that, I, I would encourage you to wait. Let, let's just, I would encourage you to learn a little bit about economics, okay? And I don't say that in a mean way, but that, I mean, this really should not be affecting you. And if this is like, oh, well, no, there's, there is absolutely zero evil going on here. A bunch of money under the system, that money's got to go somewhere. And be honest, if you're listening to this, odds are you've probably bought something off Amazon in the, in the past couple months, especially when you just had money show up out of nowhere, right? So yes, of course, Jeff Bezos is going to get richer. And then you had, you know, Bill Gates and all these other people get richer. But Again, it all goes back to the whole fact of, well, what would cause these people to make more money? Well, by getting more money. So how do you get more money? By having those big old nets out there, big big companies, providing services, providing products. But here's the caveat, providing products and services that people don't want. Well, I mean, of course not. Why, how, why would you get more money if you are providing something that people don't want or that's not a good service? Well, of course, those people are gonna get make more money. They are offering a service. They have done things throughout their life that have allowed them to build big you know, nets out there where, you know what, guess what? They do get money because people want their product. People want their service. Some people, they just made more money, made more money via, via the stock market. Well, again, of course, stocks have gone up since the very bottom. Why have stocks gone up? Again, a bunch of money entered the system. And that, as that article says, I probably should have pulled that up, but just... You can take my, or don't take my word for it. Just go search, you know, the, you know, what would it, just search something about, you know, how Americans are spending their stimulus and there's all sorts of data out there. But like I said, a lot of it is going into the stock market. So yeah, when a lot of people go to the stock market, supply and demand, if a bunch of demand all of a sudden shows up for the stock market because all this new money floods the system, well, yeah, of course stock prices are gonna go up. Do you know who makes more money when stock prices go up? People that have saved and put their money into the markets. And that includes billionaires because, well, that's how billionaires manage their funds, which brings up a whole nother podcast of, you know, if billionaires became billionaires, you know, how exactly did they do that? Oh, well, some way they did that is that they're diversified and one of their income streams is by investing in the stock market. You know, maybe I should invest in the stock market. And if you are investing in the stock market and you kept buying when things were, were crashing, 
things are recovering and you're making more money. So I mean, to me, what I find inspiring about this is, and the way I would encourage you to think is, don't, please, don't be one of these situations you sit there and be like, those evil billionaires, I, we're all out here suffering and they're getting richer. No, what you should be saying is, okay, how can I put myself in a spot where I can actually benefit from any sort of situation? Not from a, a pandemic, but just anything. Like if something were to go wrong, how could I potentially benefit from it? And again, I don't mean that in like a savage, greedy way. Like, well, I hope another pandemic hits. So I hope a bunch of people get sick. And if that's the case, no, I just mean in general, are, how many streams of income do you have? Are you diversifying your streams of income? Are you literally saying the only way I can possibly make money is through my job? That is, that is, that is very risky. That is a lack of diversification. That's putting all your eggs in one basket. I would encourage you not to do that. I would encourage you to get some side hustles going, create multiple streams of income so that when something like this ha does happen, I mean, you, 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 you're gonna be okay and who knows, maybe you can even benefit. Maybe one of those streams of income actually works out in your favor because whatever is going on causes certain dynamics to occur, which all of a sudden makes your product or service more desirable. Just like this situation, Amazon, even though it was already very, very desirable, became that much more desirable not only from the, the, you know, the, the service perspective, but their stock price has been skyrocketing because, well, everybody is buying off Amazon. So their numbers keep getting better and better. Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, he has gotten much richer. Should that shock anybody? You have all these people that are forced to stay at home. So they're forced to stay at home. What do you think one of the things they're gonna probably be doing a little bit more of? Oh, you know, hanging out on Facebook. Well, geez, is it really Mark Zuckerberg's fault is he, has he done anything evil that has forced his stock, his company to become more valuable? I mean, this, this is, these people talk out of both sides of their mouth. It's like, we need more, more government intervention. Okay, well, government intervention forcing people to stay at home and therefore forcing them and causing them to spend more time on Facebook. That Mark Zuckerberg did nothing, nothing wrong. I mean, the irony here is hilarious with some of these people, it's, 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 it's amazing. And like I said, I, I'm, I'm, def I'm definitely not the most intelligent person out there, but I would like to think that I have at least a surface deep ability to think critically. And it's common sense, more people, you are forced to stay at home. Okay, well, I'm gonna go check out Facebook. Oh, look, the owner of Facebook, his net worth is going up and up and up. Not shocking, okay, not shocking at all. So, I mean, those are just a couple examples. Amazon and Facebook. Of course, those, those situations, those people are gonna get richer during all this because they've built a product. They provide a service that people actually want. And when you force people to basically want to use that service and product, is it shocking that you have a bunch of people that are now stuck at home with more money that just shows up in the mail? This is not rocket science, folks. So please don't be sitting there blaming billionaires and implying that somehow they're doing something wrong because these studies are an absolute joke and all it's, being, all it's doing is trying to vilify people that truly, truly did nothing wrong other than provide a service, provide a product that people just tend to like, that people just, no pun intended, but that t people tend to actually want to use. And you can do the same thing. I can do the same thing. How awesome is that? That there are... There, you could have an idea, and I don't know what this idea is, but this idea could be for a product or service that could create a situation where you just, you just, you just make more. 
Now, I'm not even talking about compounding interest and how that stuff all works in and of itself, but just the the the, the possibilities that are there. So don't sit there and be like, ugh, that, that those evil, that's pure jealousy. Now, of course, these people are not gonna admit that, but that's all it is. You know, the whole self-righteous, well, they could be doing this or that with all the money. Yeah, how much money have you donated to charities? You know, it's hard to donate money to charities when you just sit there and spend your time trying to tell other people how to use their money. How about you go make some of your own money and then you can donate and you can you know, live up to your self-righteousness. It's, it's just hilarious when you see some of this stuff out there and don't be like that, okay? And I waited to the 20 minute mark because I wanted to scare those people off first. Anybody that probably thinks that way probably shut me off about two minutes and say, nope, this guy's a jerk, he's evil, he's greedy, but they're all gone now. So I'm pretty sure if you're still listening, we're on the same page, right? I mean. It's pathetic how self-righteous some people get. They choose to spend their time telling other people how to spend their money rather than going out earning their own money so that, hey, guess what? Then they can go and donate and you know give their money away to however they see fit. It's just the, the it's, a, it's a laughable, laughable irony. But like I said, hopefully this can, like I said, inspire you. That's crazy, that's awesome. People are you know, billionaires, they're getting more money, they're, they're getting richer, and you can do the same thing. That's the great thing about America. Go out there, you, you gotta come up with a great idea, a great product, but it's very possible. And then also, just think critically about things. Please, please, please don't allow yourself to be a puppet to the media and a puppet to these sorts of different institutes and stuff like that. Just think for yourself, and a little bit of thinking for yourself, a little bit of common sense really can go a long way. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there, and I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the slab money method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off $163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.